Hey guys, Colby here again. Uh, welcome back to Trucking Through the Bible. We're going to continue in Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah. Uh, going to do my diligence to try to uh, be through, just get through the whole book of Jeremiah. Uh, Want to try to get through actually the entire Bible before I die on this uh, on this podcast. Uh, Jeremiah's got some long chapters, but anyway. We're going to uh, continue in Jeremiah uh, and see what the Lord is doing through the prophet and uh, what the Lord is doing in dealing with uh, the nation of Israel, which is pretty well on the brink or on the threshold of being invaded and overthrown uh, by the foreign nations around them based on the fact that they have decided to forsake the one true God and... uh, go after idols and go after the uh, worthless false gods of uh, the other nations around them, which most definitely are the uh, fallen angels that uh, came down on Mount Hermon that we can read about back uh, around the Tower of Babel and the, uh, farther back in the Old Testament, and you can even see it uh that sort of subject dealt with in Genesis chapter 6 and uh, uh, Deuteronomy, the book of Deuteronomy as well. I can't remember exactly the chapter, but uh, anyway, Jeremiah chapter 7, it says, The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there this word and say, Hear the word of the Lord, all you of Judah who enter in at these gates. To worship the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, amend your ways and your doings, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. In other words, repent. It says, do not trust in these lying words, saying, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. For if you thoroughly amend your ways and and your doings, if you thoroughly execute judgment between a man and his neighbor, If you do not oppress the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place, or walk after other gods to your hurt, then I will cause you to dwell in this place, in the land that I gave to your fathers forever and ever. I just want to, hold on a second, okay, because I just want to point out the, the stark parallel between what God has just said and the reality of where they were and where we are in America or where any other nation has been that God has blessed. God blessed us with a great open and free country. But God says that there's some things that they had been doing wrong. And definitely we in America should amend our ways. If every leader in sitting in a sitting in a political position or a, a leading position, a position of power in this country could hear this, it's something that they should take into consideration. That they need to amend their ways. We, as Americans, need to amend our ways. Not just not following a foreign god, but look at what else God points out that the judgment between a man and his neighbor was not right. You see that? If you thoroughly execute judgment 
thoroughly execute judgment. Okay? In other words, if you judge rightly between a man and his neighbor, which they had been doing, you do not oppress the stranger, which is something that drastically is done in this country. We let somebody come in from a foreign country and we just put them on basically a put them on a chain gang, right? Pay them less, and they're only coming here to uh, seek out a better life. Honestly, because it's America, it's a free country, and you can come here and you can make your own living, and you can build a build a uh, build a life, build a company, build. Uh, basically build an empire if you want. So why why wouldn't people want to come to America? Yet, we oppress those people and we pay them minimum wage and we make them do the hardest labor that there is. No doubt, it's something that happens. Not just the stranger, but the fatherless and the widow. Right? The orphans and the widows or, or the... Uh, the old folks and old folks' homes, things like that. And the shedding of innocent blood, that would be the murder of the babies in the womb. That would be the uh, Planned Parenthood uh, schemes that, that are so prevalent in this country and, and the abortion clinics, which I almost fell prey to as an unborn child. All these things permeate the United States of America and just as God says, thoroughly amend your ways to them. We need to thoroughly amend our ways as well. Or God's going to jerk this country right out from under us. He says, behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. You will steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, burn incense to Baal, and walk after other gods whom you do not know, and then come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, we are delivered to do all these abominations, hypocrisy. Again, something else that permeates our country. And I, I and I beg God to show me where the hypocrisy permeates my own life because I have been I have been aware of it and seen it in my own life too many times. Would to God He would show it to me and I'd be able to get away from it completely. And I work at it every day. He goes on to say, Has this house, which is called by my name, become a den of thieves in your eyes? Behold, I, even I, have seen it, says the Lord. But go now to my place, which was in Shiloh, where I said my name at the first, and see what I did to it because of the wickedness of my people Israel. And now because you have done all these works, says the Lord, and I spoke to you, rising up early and speaking, but you did not hear. I called you, but you did not answer. Therefore, I will do to the house which is called by my name, in which you trust, and to this place which I gave to you and your fathers, as I have done in Shiloh. And I will cast you out of my sight, as I have cast out all your brethren, the whole posterity of Ephraim. God is warning them, I'm going to cast you out from my presence. What in the world makes us think as Americans, or you may be in Canada, or you may be in, in Russia, or you may be uh, in Europe somewhere, you know, you know, what makes 
us, wherever we are, whatever nationality we are, what makes us think that if that God wouldn't do the same thing to us, right? What makes us think that God would spare us and not do the same thing to us that he did to the people that was considered the apple of his eye? It's the height of arrogance that would cause us to think that, oh, God loves us, favors us, we're his favorite people. No, that's bullcrap. He goes on to say, therefore, do not pray for this people. He's telling Jeremiah, don't pray for this people, nor lift up a cry or prayer for them, nor make intercession for me or to me, for I will not hear you. Do you not see what they do in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood and their fathers kindle the fire and the women need dough to make cakes for the queen of heaven. Another false deity, of course. And they pour out drink offerings to other gods that they may provoke me to anger. Do they provoke me to anger? Says the Lord, do they not provoke themselves to the shame of their own faces? Therefore, thus says the Lord God, behold, my anger and my fury will be poured out on this place, on man and on beast, on the trees of the field and on the fruit of the ground, and it will burn and not be quenched. Everything. God's going to pour out his wrath on everything. And eventually, no doubt, whether it comes to this nation or another nation in particular or not, one day God is going to pour out his wrath upon this entire world. Peter tells us that the world's going to be burned up with a fervent heat. The elements will burn with a fervent heat. No doubt God's going to destroy this world and the rebellious of this world with fire eventually. Not just man, but beast and the trees of the field and the fruit that they bear. Eventually, he's going to make it all right. Thus says the Lord of hosts, he goes on, the God of Israel, add your burnt offerings to your sacrifices and eat meat, for I did not speak to your fathers or command them in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt concerning burnt offerings or sacrifices. But this is what I commanded them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you shall be my people, and walk in all the ways that I have commanded you, that I may be well, it may be well with you. Yet they did not obey or incline their ear, but followed the counsels and the dictate and the dictates of their evil hearts and went backward and not forward. They were delusional. They listened to their own delusions in their own mind instead of listening to God and his word. We get outside of the word of God. Uh, we're in we're in shake or on shaky ground. OK, no matter what sort of thoughts you have in your mind or what sort of feelings or inklings you have in your heart. They're they're fine and, and great have thoughts and have imaginations, whatever, but if it doesn't line up with God's word, you need to be careful. You need to be very, very cautious. He says, since the day that your fathers came out of the land of Egypt until this day, I have even sent to you all my servants, the prophets, daily rising up early and sending them, yet they did not obey me or incline their ear, but stiffen their neck. They did, they did worse than their fathers. It reminds me of the men that God has sent to this country over the hundreds of years. Many men have come into this country from other countries 
and crying out, warning the United States of America, you need to do right, you need to get right. One in particular was a man named Leonard Ravenhill. He died back in the 90s. If you ever uh, want to hear some good holiness preaching, look him up. But he came from England. And according to his testimony, it was because God sent him here. Sent him to a country that wasn't his home country. And he came here and he set up residence and he stayed here for the rest of his life. As a missionary, basically. He came here to a well-developed country, but was here crying out, you need to turn, you need to repent, you need to turn away from the abominations of serving foreign gods, America. You need to turn back to the one true God that gave you this free land. And there's been many others that have come, not just him, and from other countries. And uh, it seems as if we're to the end of that stage in America now. It doesn't seem as if anybody really has turned and of course i'm just a young man uh almost was you know coming in right on the very heels the very the tail end of of that and it seems that uh, i'm right at the at, come into life in america right at the tipping point and uh if the dreams i believe the lord has shown me are true then uh most likely i'm gonna see the overthrow of this country. It's not something that I am proud of, but they have not they have not turned to God from their wickedness. This country has not, but have have stayed their course with a stiff neck. He says, Therefore you shall speak all these words to them, but they will not obey you. You shall also call to them, but they will not answer you. So you shall say to them, this is a nation that does not obey the voice of the Lord their God, nor receive correction. Truth has perished and has been cut off from their mouth. Cut off your hair and cast it away and take up a lamentation on the desolate heights. For the Lord has rejected and forsaken the generation of his wrath. For the children of Judah have done evil in my sight, says the Lord. They have set their abominations in the house, which is called by my name, to pollute it. They have built the high places of Tophet, which is in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to burn their sons and their daughters in the fire, which I did not command, nor did it come into my heart. He says, I didn't even think of such a wickedness. Didn't even think you would even do something so stupid like that. And to America, he says the same thing. Killing children in the womb. It's the same as passing them in the, into the fire of Molech. We still worship the same God, the same false God, Molech, or Moloch, however you want to pronounce it. And we do it in a lesser extreme fashion. We don't take our children and burn them on, the, on an altar. But... Uh, Doctors reach into the womb and they pull out unborn children and kill them or kill them in the womb. And honestly, whether they pass the law to, to, to say it's not right or 
to say it is right. It's not going to change the hearts of the people. They're going to go and they're going to find doctors who are willing to still do it. It's the heart that needs to change, not the laws. He goes on to say, Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when it will no more be called Tophet or the valley of the son of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter, for they will bury it, bury in Tophet until there is no room. The corpses of this people will be food for the birds of the heaven and for the beasts of the earth, and no one will frighten them away. Then... He says, then I will cause to cease from the cities of Judah and from the streets of Jerusalem the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness and the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, for the land shall be desolate. At that time, says the Lord, they shall bring out the bones of the kings of Judah and the bones of its princes and the bones of the priests, and the bones of the prophets, and the bones of the inhabitants of Jerusalem out of their graves, and they shall spread them before the sun and the moon, and all the hosts of heaven which they have loved, and which they have served, and after which they have walked, which they have sought, and which they have worshipped. They shall not be gathered nor buried, they shall be like refuse, on the face of the earth. Then death shall be chosen rather than life by all the residue of those who remain of this evil family who remain in all the places where I have driven them, says the Lord of hosts. Moreover, you shall say to them, thus says the Lord, will they fall and not rise? Will one turn away and not return? Why has this people slidden back, Jerusalem, in a perpetual backsliding? They hold fast to deceit. They refuse to return. Well, that sounds just like the mainstream American church today, doesn't it? Just so many false teachers permeating the countryside. And uh, people, for whatever reason will sit in churches and will listen and, and, and cling to these false teachings and won't turn back. It says, I listened and heard, but they do not speak aright. No man repented of his wickedness, saying, what have I done? Everyone turned to his own course as the horse rushes into battle. Even the stork in the heavens knows her appointed times, and the turtle dove is swift and the swallow observe the time of their coming but my people do not know the judgment of the lord how can you say we are wise and the law of the lord is with us look the false pen of the scribe certainly works falsehood The wise men are ashamed, and they are dismayed and taken. Behold, they have rejected the word of the Lord, so what wisdom do they have? Therefore I will give their wives to others, and their fields to those who will inherit them. Because from the least even to the greatest, everyone is given to covetousness, from the prophet even to the priest, everyone deals falsely. For they have healed 
the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly, saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. That's, that's something that I would yell from the rooftops in this country, in the United States of America. These false prophets who are, who are peddling such terrible teachings. You know, you got people that are running churches uh, like Bethel Church and Hillsong and that's not even in America, but you get what I'm saying. These big mainstream churches that, that uh, whether it's a Joel Osteen's church, uh, Hyper Grace, Feel Good, you know, God accepts you no matter what. Or, you know, you got the Anyway, it's not good. It's not good. It's not what the mainstream says it is. We need to buckle down and we need to seek purity, seek righteousness, seek holiness in the Lord. And we need to forsake our fleshly desires, forsake uh, the false gods of convenience and... and, uh, We need to press in close to the Lord. He goes on to say, Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? No. They were not at all ashamed, nor did they know how to blush. Therefore they shall fall among those who fall in the time of their punishment. They shall be cast down, says the Lord. I will surely consume them, says the Lord. No grapes shall be on the vine nor figs on the fig tree, and the leaf shall fade. And the things I have given them shall pass away from them. Why do we sit still, assemble yourselves, and let us enter the fortified cities, and let us be silent there? For the Lord our God has put us to silence, and given us water of gall to drink. Because we have sinned against the Lord. We looked for peace, but no good came. And for a time of health, and there was trouble. The snorting of his horses was heard from Dan. The whole land trembled at the sound of the neighboring of his, of the neighing of his strong ones. For they have come and devoured the land and all that is in it in the city and those who dwell in it. For behold, I will send serpents among you, vipers, which cannot be charmed, and they shall bite you, says the Lord. I will comfort myself in sorrow, the prophet says. Now he's speaking. Jeremiah is speaking. He says, I will comfort myself in sorrow. My heart is faint in me. Listen, the voice, the cry of the daughter of my people from a far country is not the Lord in Zion, is not her king in her. Why have they provoked me to anger with their carved images? With foreign idols, the harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. For the hurt of the daughter of my people, I am hurt. I am mourning, astonishment has taken hold of me. 
Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is there no recovery for the health of the daughter of my people? Some sobering words. You may see the same similarities, the same parallels in your own country, wherever you're from. I know I definitely see them in my country, in the United States. My country has gone the same way that Israel has gone. And it's sad to say, but it's true that uh, if we have gone in that same way, then we're going to reap the same thing they reap. No nation... No nation can do what we've done and not and not receive what uh, what is due. I don't know that there is anything that we can do to to make this right or to turn and to get the country going in the right direction. Of course, too late. Honestly, I don't think there is anything. I think that uh, it's inevitable that uh, you know. That this country is going to be overthrown, whether it's invaded or it's it, it collapses from its from the inside out. Somebody's going to come in because it's going to create a great vacuum of, for power, and somebody's going to come in, and 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 we could very well be occupied by a foreign nation in America. Historically, we've seen the apple of God's eye, Israel itself, do this. And now we are doing it ourselves in America. And uh, if we know the Lord, if you know the Lord Jesus, press in close and uh, get your marching orders from him and get yourself set out on a course that he has you on. And regardless of what comes, he'll hide us in his pavilion and he'll place us high upon a rock. He'll take care of us. Regardless of the storm around us, he will he will set a table for us in the midst of our enemies. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We don't have anything to fear. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Doesn't mean we won't see hard times. But it does mean that God will walk with us in these hard times. So... Just food for thought. That's been Jeremiah 7 and 8. My name's Colby, and I've been with you on Trucking Through the Bible. If you have any questions, comments, or complaints, shoot me an email at colbynewmeyer at ymail.com. That's C-O-L-B-Y-N-E-U-M-E-I-E-R at ymail.com. Charlie, Oscar, Lima, Bravo, Yankee, November, Echo, Echo. Uniform, Mike, Echo, India, Echo, Romeo. For those of you that know the phonetic alphabet, that's C-O-L-B-Y-N-E-U-M-E-I-E-R at ymail.com. Colby Newmeyer at ymail.com. Just shoot me an email if you want to complain about how good or how bad or how terrible my my, uh, reading or teaching through the word is. Or if you've had a living Christ encounter, if you know the Lord Jesus and you want to share your testimony, shoot me an email. Let me know. Uh, I'd love to have you on. We can talk about it, discuss it, 
and that would be a blessing for others. Until next time, may the blood of Jesus cover you, and I pray that you walk with him in grace and truth.